TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. This is brought to you by Minio and Sapio Italian Sausage. Taste the difference quality makes. Good morning. Welcome to Inside High School Sports. I'm your host, Tony Caligiuri, along with Francis Beck from WNY Athletics. Roger Weiss is here. And we are joined by Rich Kozak, head coach of, uh, what would we say, Frontier FC. We're going to the pitch today. We're talking soccer this morning on Inside High School Sports. Derek Kramer producing. Good morning and welcome to the program. What's happening, guys? Yeah, not much. You know, summer's almost over. That's but depressing and I know. all into itself. <laughs> yeah, you think about the fairs going on right now, preseason football, uh, Little League football started. I don't know if it, it's either uh, any deity you profess to or is it the uh, spirit of Tom Joel's out there, but how is it that on the first day of fair, the most beautiful summer turns into rain every day? It's like the Erie County Fair starts and it's going, it to, going rain. to rain. It's going to rain. It gets exactly. cloudy and, and it, I, I don't know how it happens. My wife's like, water the lawn. I'm like, the fair starts Wednesday. We, yeah, don't, we, have don't, to worry. To. we don't have to worry about <laughs> That's it. That's right. It came down Tuesday, and I'm like, we haven't had rain in a while. No, it's his fault. <laughs> okay, there we go. Oh, all right. Who washed their car? That's usually what triggers exactly. it. If yeah. those fair people say at the end, uh, once again, we broke attendance records, I'm going to ask for an audit on there. Thursday, Diana and I were there. I mean, uh, gate two parking lot was two-thirds grass. I mean, normally there you should have seen it last night for Fireman's Day. Mm-hmm. But the day before, I don't think in 50 years I've seen a deader day at the Erie County Fair. Did you get a uh, barbecue bacon bomb by any chance? No, not Why? yet. I thought you were going to bring in one for me. I He's still, uh, still <laughs> like to frequent the uh, 4-H building there. They treat me like royalty. Uh, we have to talk to them tomorrow or no today i can't make it because i got my alumni picnic and then we're going to oh river- is that why you're wearing the uh kensington today yeah, yes actually river fest they have, a, <laughs> just, they have a, what is it a woodstock uh like uh concert at river fest tonight we're going to that so this is the one day i won't make it to the fairgrounds uh they're having taco salad today at 4h so one day i can't make it She's saving one for me. I can have it tomorrow. All right. Well, I but, was hoping uh, you were going to bring in a barbecue bacon bomb. But All right, Raj, I see how it is. I'm extremely nervous today, by the way. I am going up in a helicopter right after the show. So as soon as it gets... <laughs> yeah. That sounds not reporting. <laughs> this is Tony Caligiuri. <laughs> <laughs> reporting. <laughs> I was... Uh, Randy Wagner, who's my uh, one of my aviation teachers at Burgard back in the day, he's been bugging me. He's like, ah, oh, you got to come up with uh, Pat Proctor at Rainbow Air. We got to take you up in the helicopter ride. Well, finally, I have some time. Nick is at the Fred Jackson football camp today, which, by the way, is going to have thousands of kids. So he's really excited about that. So I'm going to have some time to kill all right, contacted Pat. I said, all right, Pat, I'm ready. He said, all right, we'll see you at noon and go for a ride around the falls. And I've seen video of Rainbow Air when they go around. It's spectacular. So just to be – even though I am deathly afraid of heights – 
But to go up there and see that, I think it's going to be remarkable. I just think that's amazing that aviation, when you were at Burgard, because I've seen your yearbook with Fred, <laughs> Barney, and the pterodactyls. You were flying around <laughs> we back flew the at pterodactyl. <laughs> over at the aviation. You I'm just not, had to feed a fish, yeah, and you were exactly. good. I'm not saying Tony's old, but yeah, no, that, that that's fantastic. Have a have a great time up there. Um, I'm going to take some video. I'm going to post it on my Facebook page. and Because uh, I was going to do Facebook Live, but somebody said, no, just, just record it. it. Because the quality that, you know, when you do video on your phone versus doing Facebook Live, it's a tremendous difference. So I, I'm taking that advice, and I'm going to uh, video it. Has uh, Jeannie lost a step? Why? Well, I mean, Nick's away at camp, and she couldn't find something for you to do, and you're going to go flying around in a helicopter? Well, actually, she's taking Samantha, and they're going with my mother-in-law. It's a girl's day, so. Perfect storm. Yeah, perfect storm. Yeah, but look at the stuff she could have had you done around the house. No, I still have work to do. No, I have to cut the lawn. I don't have to. (laughs) (laughs) She hasn't lost it that much yet, Francis, (laughs) believe me. I still have laundry to do. No, I'll I'll have plenty to do when I get back, or actually when Nick gets done with uh, camp and I pick him up go home and get my work done before her and Samantha get back. All right, guys, uh, news and notes late on me, Francis. All right, we'll start in North Tonawanda. Joe Krause of the Tonawanda Suns reporting that Rick Tom was named head coach of the Lumberjacks. He, of course, takes over for Eric Jancy, who stepped down And a that makes a lot of ago. sense. They, they've been working together. Rick has coached with Eric before continuity. at North Tonawanda. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, continuity. You don't really want to switch things up this late in the game. And also the other coaching news, time and announced it has hired Tom Finn as its varsity soccer coach. You know what? That is an incredible hire. I, I've known Tom Finn, full disclosure, uh, for probably 30 years now. Um, if you guys don't know his background, he has coached that time and before led him to two prior division championships in a very difficult Monsignor Martin um, with divisions one and two in there. It's a, it's a tough road. Uh, some great teams in the Monsignor Martin Association. But what a lot of people might not know is this is, uh, they call it in, 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 in Europe, grassroots football. I excuse grassroots football, Little League soccer. Tom Finn and his family have given the opportunity for hundreds, if not thousands, over the last 20 or 25 years of young people and families in the South Buffalo, Lackawanna, uh, West Seneca area a chance to start and learn the game of soccer uh, through his running of the South Buffalo Soccer League. And you know what? I can't think of a, a better guy than uh, Tom Finn to, you know, go back to the green and gold. There you go for, for timing. Down the field, the green and gold. And uh, congratulations. Best of luck to you, Tom, the rest of the way. Yeah, good good hire. Uh, congratulations, Kadri Olison, former Kanisha star, uh, went on to play at Pitt, grew up in Niagara Falls, played at, for his dad at Cataract Little League, got to watch uh, highlights of him scoring his first NFL touchdown for the Atlanta Falcons, way to go, Kadri. I went. Go ahead. Rush. Yeah, I just want to reiterate last week, and I put it on the uh, GR Facebook page. Congratulations to Nate Butel, Ron Stepien, and Nick O'Neill for the great job they did at the BCANY. When you figure that, well, there were a significant number of uh, you know Western New York uh, underclass basketball playing girls that were going to Shenandoah for their annual tournament. There were also five girls who were eligible for BCANY who played on the team a previous year that for one reason or the other were unable to play. And for him to take the 
12 girls that he did down there and to win three out of four. If you'd have told me before they would have won three out of four, I'd have said, I'd like to know what they were smoking. Let's put it that way. And once again, congratulations to them. Along those lines, a girl who played on the team a year ago, Paige Amborski from Newfane. She's playing at N-Trip. She's coming back for her second year at N-Trip. She has already had a D1 offer the following year to play way down deep in the heart of Texas at Abilene Christian. Cool. Yeah, that's that's impressive. Yeah, it is. And so congratulations to Paige. Uh, like I say, Nate Butel, you're the man. Yeah, good stuff. And before we get into talking the rest of the hour about the beautiful game, I'd like to talk a little bit about America's pastime, baseball, and give a shout-out to perhaps a baseball team that's gone a little bit underneath the radar. I'd like to give a huge shout-out to the Great Lakes Gators. Now, you might not have heard them. They play in the— I have. Well, no, the Great Lakes Gators play in SEBA, the County Erie Baseball Association. The difference with they with these guys, it's just not, you know, teenage baseball— they play in the collegiate division, which is U24, including current and former college-level players. The Great Lakes Gators' entire roster is 16 years old. Under the tutelage of manager Chris Hodel and uh, Bill Rumley, two baseball guys that looked like they stepped out of the cornfield of the field of dreams, um, they beat the Northtown Nationals yesterday 6-2. They captured the SEBA Collegiate North Division, and they play for the championship tomorrow at the Northtown Oanda Little League Field. Um, and That's off is, the Colvin Extension, right? Exactly, right yeah. off the Colvin Extension. That's a nice and, field. you know, the, the players that they have here, Billy Hudson from Kenmore West, um, he has just become one of the preeminent pitchers in Western New York. He just uh, committed to end trip. Cole Carpenter had uh, three hits and two doubles in yesterday's uh, contest. And also, Justin Hodel, the catcher, he's going to be a junior at Canisius. Talk about old-style catcher. He's a guy that you want behind the dish. At 16 years old, he commands a game like he's a MLB veteran. Um, I was lucky enough to go to his dad, Chris, who manages the Gators. Last year we went down to uh, Erie to see Binghamton uh, play the Seawolves. And we're sitting there, and you know, you know, just, you know, football guys, baseball guys. And the Hodel boys, Chris and his son Justin, are watching. And it's just warm-ups. He's nudging me. He's like, Rich, look at these two guys. Look at the guy's bad end, Jeff McNeil. And this, this guy, Pete Alonzo, this is double A. I go, Alonzo, he's going he's to be an all-star one day. Fast forward one year later, Jeff McNeil's you know starting for the Mets and Pete Alonso wins the home run derby. This is the kind of guy. This is the kind of guy you want, guys. If you're if you're a high school athletic director, you look up Chris Hodel and you ask, can you come do my? Uh, can you come to be the coach of my varsity team? Because if in three minutes he's picking out major league all stars out of fifty guys on the field, this that's guy, an eye for talent. This guy. You know, you cut him, he doesn't bleed. Sunflower seeds come out. You know, he's one of those guys. So congratulations to the Great Lakes Gators. Uh, good luck tomorrow. And if you're up in the North Towns, you want to see some great baseball, come on out to that SEBA Collegiate Championship 5 p.m. over at the North Tonawanda Field. Cool. Hey, uh, I have some good news to pass along. Tom Prince notified me this morning. By the way, he couldn't make it. He had uh, baseball commitments, but uh, he uh, go figure. Sent me a, <laughs> yep, go figure. He sent me a text uh, giving me some news that I really wanted to hear, and that is Dick Gallagher is doing great. 
uh, surgery was successful, and he should be back on his feet soon. Uh, hopefully, the uh, the cancer is gone, and uh, we could go back to having uh, Dick uh, getting all you know excited about high school football, and we're hoping to have him on uh, soon. Yeah, I was going to say because normally our next three weeks would be. Getting ready for the uh, football season. Yeah, I don't know if he'll be ready uh, I, I for know. next week you know, or not. And, but in aside to this, it tells you the the character of Dick Gallagher. You know, I haven't seen him in a couple years because you know I'm coaching now and I'm in the South. Life gets guy. in the way. Life gets in the way. My daughter's playing in the Clarence uh, youth soccer tournament. We're in Clarence Stadium. I'm walking across. And there's Dick, you know, and his better half. And he waits there, Richard, and he hugs me all up. You know, I'm like, how you doing? I'm meeting my daughter. And just what resilience, you know, what's going on? He goes, yeah, well, I got some health, you know, going in tomorrow for some stuff. And he's there for his grandkids. And, I mean, the spirit is still there. So best wishes, Dick. I mean, uh, he's, he's had such he, an impact on Western New York, and it's just not with the high schools. I mentioned this before. You know, for the last uh, 10, 11 years, uh, we've been going uh, on the Saturdays. We go to the beach. Uh, my father-in-law rents a, a cottage, and we usually leave right after the show. Well, on that one, you know, Jeannie comes here with, with the kids and picks me up, and we go. And it's always one of the weeks that Dick Gallagher's here. And Nick has gotten to love Dick because Dick has got all Red Sox gear on, and, you know, my son just lights up. And, you know, Dick uh, teases my wife about the Yankees, although not this year because the Red Sox aren't doing as well. But, you know, when I told uh, Nick that uh, Mr. Gallagher was having some issues, he, he, he had tears in his eyes. He was well, really uh, sad. So this is the type of guy that, that Dick Gallagher is. He has such an impact on people all throughout Western New York, and, and it doesn't just have to be the football community. Well, you know, and, and it, a personal story, when, when Roger and I first started, and I'm probably in this business on and off after I left journalism, went into teaching, and I started as a hobby, this broadcasting thing that's now morphed in, into this show we got to be part of, and now these podcasts and all these things. We didn't have it. We were doing tin can and string hanging off the <laughs> side of All High Stadium. And, and But I remember I was going to pack it in after my first couple years or so, and Dick Gallagher, who I just met at the time, he's like, Richard, he's like, don't give up on this stuff. He goes, everybody thinks it's been easy for me when he used to run his newspaper and stuff. Mm -hmm. He goes, there were many dark days that my wife wasn't happy with what we're doing. He said, but the people that you reach, and I, I brought this into my coaching and, and I brought this into, into my teaching. It's what Dick Gallagher told me. He goes, the people that you reach, you don't even know. He goes, the, maybe you made an impression on a kid that you, you got to, to give some notoriety to, but the families. And then we, Roger and I, we've heard about people that were in hospital beds listening to games or reading what we wrote in the newspaper, or now we can send links into Europe so they can see. And he said, the, the people you reach, you, you don't even know yet. So keep fighting the good fight. And, and I think, you know, he's living he's living exactly that as he goes through so again best wishes to dick uh, you're an icon definitely absolutely you know you mentioned a little bit earlier about the uh, field of dreams and all that did you hear about the major yeah. league baseball game coming up yeah white yankees Sox and who else play the white Sox. yeah but they're not on the cornfield they're building an 8,000 seat well, yeah, stadium still you know <laughs> hey uh i guess the details people, details yeah really <laughs> that's all right but I, uh you know you might have to have the Eden Corn F uh, Festival, uh, what, 1,500 miles away or whatever it is the next year. That, oh, I'd love to be a part of that. I, I imagine tickets are going to be at a premium. Sure. It would be like the first uh, 
that first what uh, outdoor hockey game at uh, oh at New at Era the Ralph. Yeah. Uh, it was at the Ralph at oh, the right. time. Francis, pay attention. <laughs> uh, can you imagine how fast those tickets will go? There's only what eight thousand seats. Eight thousand seats. It's going to but, be great. Uh, but and some of us, thanks to friends, have actual infield dirt at home from the Field of Dreams. Thank you, Roger. You're welcome. But um, yeah, you look forward to it. Sports is just wonderful, and that's why we do what we do. That's why we're here this morning. So. Absolutely. And speaking of why we're here this morning, that's to talk soccer. Uh, Rich, you mentioned your teaching, your coaching. Well, you're the coach at Frontier FC Football Club, and we're going out on the pitch today to talk uh, some football, F-U-T, and uh, really excited about that because soccer is a big sport in Western New York. You look at the uh, participation within the youth, uh, you know, organizations all throughout big tournaments that you see. You know, they have about uh, uh, in uh, Niagara County, the big one there in Lewiston, and it's just it's a huge sport, and a lot of people are into it. And high school soccer is pretty big, and we have some really good teams. Let's get caught up with what's going on in Western New York. Well, exactly, Tony. I mean, considered when I I was lucky enough, I grew up in a very ethnic neighborhood in Lackawanna. Um, I was able to get into the game. My babysitter's mum, uh, Phyllis McGarra, used to live right across the street from White Hart Lane in, in London where Spurs play. And she used to tell us stories about how her they used to park cars for half penny on her dad's lawn for half of you know for extra uh, um, cash like they do in Orchard Park for mm-hmm. Bills games and I remember having to watch two week old black and white games of Manchester United that would come over because those are the only games you can maybe get out of Canada so even when I played the kids are like where'd you play coach I'm like we didn't have leagues I mean I was one of the first kids who uh, if you know Lackawanna went back the bridge you know and I, I played with the uh, either Slavic kids or Middle Eastern kids, uh, and now um, Abdul Noman Salam, who who is uh, the coach of Lackawanna, um, we we just played, and that's how we parlayed our love into soccer. And then I went to be a field goal kicker. Go figure. Um, but it, it just grown so much, and um, now we're, we're it's uh, this year coming up. Practices start all the fall sports on August nineteenth. Uh, we'll be um, scrimmaging Kenmore East on the 26th, our first game against West Signal West on the 27th, and then our tournament at the um, end of that at the end of the month. And today is a very special day at Frontier because it's our annual alumni game. So we have guys from the 50s. They won't be playing, but they'll be there. And we had guys who played in the 70s last year, so we can't wait. So a lot of the Frontier greats are going to be out on the field today at Frontier High School. But uh, what time is that? Uh, at five thirty at Frontier High School, and uh, it's a fundraiser for our current team. Um, you get a nice little jersey, a kit, if you will. You get a kit and play with it. But I'm really excited. Um, this year, I mean, last year we came off our best year. Uh, in yeah, about you guys th- were awesome last year. Uh, we finished thirteen four and one, which was our best record since 1952. Wow. <laughs> um, we caught lightning in a bottle. Unfortunately, we had a bunch of injuries at the end of the year, and we didn't finish the way the kids probably wanted to. Uh, but the positiveness has carried over to this year. Uh, we have to replace two big players, uh, Matt Clifford, who's going to be going to Binghamton D1, some kid named Jonah Kozak, who's going to be going to Mercyhurst. I think I've heard of him. Yeah, he did a Quick right. question, Rich. Right. <laughs> yeah. You said best record since 1952. 
Now, was that record in 1952? Was that Blaisdell High School or was that no, Woodlawn it was the High ninth, In fact, uh, 1951 and 52 uh, were the first years of ECIC. Um, we've, uh, that was but that the, was before Frontier was Frontier? First year Frontier, that, hence the 51 on our crest. Oh, okay. Uh, the first year they combined. But they did, well, this is Roger doing his homework, they did play the soccer games in back of Woodlawn High School. It's almost like I know what I'm talking about, Anthony. Oh, <laughs> and, Let's not uh, go too far. And it was great because those guys, the guys that are still with us, they came out to the alumni and they come out to the game still. Um, you know, so we, we had a great year last year. Uh, it's the dedication to kids. We do summer camps. Um, they help in the community. We have a lot of kids that are officials. They help run the camps and they've and, and the parents really have. I, I mean, if I I mean, with Frontier Last year was a great year that changed the whole scope of Frontier High School. When I used to go to Lackawanna High School, we'd look at Frontier as, as a top-shelf program. Um, now, new principal, Dan Charlin, brought back school spirit to the school. Richard Hughes, our superintendent, we're playing that Hamburg Derby last year. He's cutting a board meeting short so he can be on the sidelines with the kids, and he's celebrating with the trophy, too. Fantastic. If your kids know that, our athletic director, Rich Gray, who I'm probably the biggest pain in the neck, you know. I bother him, you know, but then I end up getting twice of what I asked for. So it's fantastic. And, and we're looking forward to this year. I got some great captains, Phil Ciccarelli, the twins, Liam and Cameron Walsh. It's weird. If you ever practice with twins on your team, it, it's tough. So so good. Um, we're looking forward to a good year. Outstanding. All right, when we take a break, when we come back, let's get to know with some of the other teams, who to look forward to, who are some of the powerhouses uh, throughout Western New York High School soccer. You're listening to Inside High School Sports on WGR Sports Radio 550. WGR Sports Radio 550. We're back. You're listening to Inside High School Sports. I'm Tony Caligiuri along with Francis Beck, WNY Athletics, Roger Weiss, and Rich Kozak, head coach Frontier Soccer. We are talking soccer today. Rich, uh, you know, you took, mentioned before the break, you guys, fantastic year last year, exceeded uh, probably your own expectations. Good group of kids, really put the work into it. Unfortunately, the injury bug, every coach hates to see that and uh, didn't end as well as you would have liked. No, uh, you know what? You don't, want to, you don't want to look at the negatives. I mean, we've only lost four times last year, twice to perennial powerhouse Clarence. Clarence is a juggernaut. They have probably the best youth soccer organization in, in western New York. And, um, you know, Coach Mike Silverstein, I say it all the time, he's the Bill Belichick of ECIC. Doesn't matter who you got. He could have a team of Julian Edelmans, and he still comes out on top or near the top all the time. I mean, um, we have a – I always call the big four in our division. Um, just for us to get out of our playoffs, we have Clarence, Lancaster under new coach, Luciano Gallo. Uh, Gallo. Um, look forward to Alex Bona on defense. He's going to be a great junior for them this year. Uh, Williamsville North with Dave LaMastra, Josh Daniker um, at Orchard Park, and, and then West Seneca West, a blue-collar team with Brian DeGlopper. We need to be at our best. It's almost we're putting in a, 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 a 10-month program for two years, and I, that just doesn't go to the kids. That goes to the parents that buy in. Um, I, I wanted to finish our thoughts, you know, uh, our captains, Ciccarelli, Lean and Cameron Walsh, twins. If, Like you said, if you've ever had to coach twins, it's the most bizarre thing because I'll be in the middle of the field uh, trying to coach the midfield, and they're, no one's talking, and the Walsh twins will be like, shut up, you know, mom likes you best, that kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> 
and it's it, you know it makes me look like I'm a great coach, but it the, these kids live and breathe the game. Um, I'm looking forward to big seasons. Upcoming junior John Chaika already 26 career goals, and he's going into his junior year in Division One. That's that's fantastic, and we're looking to ride ride our, our eighth grade goalkeeper. Nathan Hole, who just got, came back from international duty in Ireland. Wow. Um, he's one, and as an eight, going in as an eighth grader, he's one win away from our program shutout record, which would be eight. And we're looking forward to a great year. But you know what? We're going to have to go up against Clarence, um, player of the year candidate, Taha Ahmed. And they have two great defenders. And I know, uh, Fran, you, you follow them, Clay Bowman and Jacob Gajewski. And anybody south of uh, north of uh, Harlem Road, Gajewski. Uh, I heard Clarence has a really good goalie. I only say that because my doctor's son. <laughs> she it, tells it, me it's a factor of soccer players up there. Just, just great. Um, you know, so we're looking forward to to try to compete this year. I'm looking. We we have to fill some holes um, because we we graduated a lot of uh, uh, seniors, but you know they call them Kozak's kids. I brought up seventh and eighth graders to varsity. Uh, if you can play, you can play. If you're playing right. at a higher le- high level, um, so that brings up the internal competition. But I got some great kids, and and that's the. Um, I think Rich Gray, as my athletic director, said, you know, he said Kozak. You know, there's great athletes, but he goes look for great kids. And I, you know, again, we were able to get a, a, our, our state scholastic uh, athletic awards, and that, so it looks great. But you know what? Going to Division Two, Fran. I mean, uh, out of Division One, it, it's always Clarence, Lancaster, Orchard, hoping to get in there. Division Two, some great turnover because Tony Chiapa, who turned that Hamburg uh, program along uh, around, moves along back to his alma mater, Williamsville East, and they have and, a rivalry going already. That's uh, only going to add to it. It's just like, you know, like coaches <laughs> switching. I mean. We have our derby against Hamburg, but Hamburg, uh, they're going to have uh, Chiap assistant, uh, new coach, Mike Chiaf- Chifo there. But he's going to be going with Nate Nudek, his uh, senior goalkeeper. He has the 20 shutouts going into uh, this season already. Now, every time we've played him, we've scored on him, but not too many other people have scored on him. Great stuff. But sophomore Brady Reinangle, uh, he led the ECIC in freshman in points. And Dylan Miskell. This kid is a man among boys. I mean, wouldn't the 10th graders going to 11th get striated and muscles? And uh, I mean, he looks like uh, a triathlon runner. I mean, it's all sinew and muscle. And what a great soccer family the Miskels are. But when we go into uh, Williamsville East and Coach Chapa, if he can do half of what he did at Hamburg at Williamsville East, and Williamsville East is coming out as sectional champions... I shudder to think of the consequences, you know. Uh, Anthony, I just have to get one thing straight, though. Being a resident of the Hamburg School District, did you notice how Rich says, we scored on the uh, Hamburg goalie, but nobody else did? One to nothing was the yeah, final but score. Still, still yeah, scored. But I, yeah. I like the way you said it. We scored like you lit up the scoreboard or something. Yeah, we had one Wrong. goal the year before. No, they, Tony, <laughs> Tony and I had it. People was like, oh, man, you and Chop have this great rivalry. During the season, we probably text each other 30 to 40 times during the season. I mean, he's half my age, and I've learned so much from Tony. And he's not one of those coaches that I have my playbook. He'll give you his playbook. You know, kind of like Cerati to beat me. I mean, here, he's a great like, teacher. Uh, Eric Jancy at North Tanawana. Here, this is what we run. 
We just execute. You I know, learned that from Wally Hucknow. Yep, exactly. Now, uh, Tony Schapa said he's looking forward to these guys coming from Williams of Leaves. Uh, Troy Jeziario, Ethan Ruggiero, and Cam Townsend. They're all going to be returning. But he said he's got some X factors. And this is what I think Chapa's great with. He gets players, kind of like Bill Belichick, that maybe would have been overlooked or considered role players. They become your leaders. And he's got Aiden Comerford, uh, Luca Biscaglia, Evan Olskowski, and uh, Peyton McLean. And he's, according to Coach Chapa, Hamburg, Star Point, Williamsville South, Division Two is every bit as good as Division One, and it could be a three-headed monster going for that division title. You know, it's how tough for me it is to get out of my own division. Division Two come playoff time is an absolute battle. Um, and Biscali, you talk about didn't trade. He's at Damon now. He's at Damon now. Um, I mean, great family. The uncle, you know, <laughs> Frank Butcher's up at Grand Island. They're perennial powerhouse too. There's a lot of family going on locally here, and just the talent. Before we would, I mean, there's teams we're playing catch up with, but if you look at the level of soccer in general. It, the, the bottom is coming up, and it's becoming more and more difficult. And you need to put so the gap is closing between exactly. the haves and haves. Now nots. at Williamsville South, Coach Trevor Lawler says uh, they're going to be holding their first tournament this year, uh, the Coaches versus Cancer tournament, because of the new season scheduling and, and state. It, it had to kind of lead to its demise. So they're going to have Williamsville South, East City Honors, and Maryvale out. But they're going to have 14 returning players off a team that was building and pretty scary last year, and. Uh, he says Andy Loomis and Owen Shapich uh, are going to come in and just, guys, if, if you're a casual soccer fan, go up to Williamsville East, South, and North. Great uh, facilities up there. Take in a game. You'll, I mean, that was the best part, I think, about our Hamburg Frontier game last year. People who said, because they read the hype in the local papers and heard it on the radio, never seen a soccer game before, and they went out and they said, we didn't know it was this physical, and we didn't know it was this exciting. You know, when you have 1,500 people show up for a high school soccer that's match, huge. that's fantastic. Wow. And, it, I mean, I'm getting texts from my team, regardless. As a coach, when you hear it, get a text or a direct message that says, this was the best night of my life, oh. you know, I just put down, just wait. It's going to get better. Have a kid born. Have, <laughs> yeah, yeah, have a kid married. It's going to be even better. So, uh, you know, in Division Two, those are going to be, um, you know, the big ones. Um as we as we move forward, if we look towards Division uh, Three, Fran, you have a, what you had seven sectional titles in eight years for East Aurora. Kevin, Unbelievable. Kevin Beal in East Aurora again. Sometimes they fly under the radar because we're South Towns, and sometimes I mean, there's a definite. Just go the Meske on, on Hurdle. There's a definite break between the North Town and South Town love of, of football, right? Kevin Beal out in East Aurora, seven sectional titles in eight years. And sometimes he's in a higher division, lower division. He keeps – and he doesn't schedule any patsies. His, his, kind of like Olean in basketball. Well, his non-divisional games, he's playing the best. He's playing Canisius. He's playing St. Joe's. He's playing teams from out – you know, Section 5, just getting better. The last two years, against Section 6, he's 40 – or he, East Aurora, 42-1. and one. Wow. Huh. But the caveat here this year to give hope. Now, Maryvale has come on strong in, in the last year or so. He's losing 10 senior starters. 
I want to see the game and films of that one loss. You, this has got to stop. That's exactly. Yeah, Fire probably, the coach. Board, yeah, board me. Don't, let's not get started on that one, right? Yeah, uh, <laughs> but Jimmy Tanner is going to be his only returning starter. So he's looking on Tanner for leadership. And it's going to be just a phenomenal year. I mean, now, when, we're, when we were talking about Division Three soccer, you got Division Three teams that can beat Division One teams, and then you can cross over from our senior Martin. Um, it's going to be fabulous. I, I don't know. Uh, and then um, I don't know if we got well, how much time we got in this segment here. About but, three more minutes. Okay, so if we go over to Division Four, and then in our final segment we can do the Niagara Frontier League. Uh, we have two teams that are looking to be powerhouses. Now, good friends of mine, I'm a 1984 graduate of Lackawanna High School, and I played and coached with their uh, Abdul Noman, and uh, I was good friends with former uh, Lackawanna coach, uh, the late Tom Kosalski, Lackawanna High School. You can't talk about Western New York soccer without talking about Lackawanna High School. Player of the Year and Western New York candidate, Ali Alamari. This guy is tearing up adult leagues. Um, you got... Um, uh, Ali Albacoe, a center midfielder. You got Madian Ahmed. He's a senior defensive back. This is a program, again, if you want to watch some good soccer, you want to get some old world atmosphere, go to the cage down at Lehigh. And Mr. Noman, people don't know, yeah, you're the high school coach, you run the little league. This is a guy 30 and 40 years ago had a ball going around to every corner of Lackawanna trying to teach kids the game. And if you go to any part in Lackawanna at any time, at any part of the morning, there's kids playing. And you got little kids playing with the men. And, and it's it's a huge community, which with our Frontier team, they've they've let us in. I mean, and I think it helps with me being a teacher for BOCES. When I get Lackawanna kids mixed with the Frontier kids, people realize these cultural things disappear. I'm Lackawanna. You're Lackawanna. We're Western New York. You're Buffalo. And I think that's one of the things Coach Noman does. And now... The thing is for us, Lackawanna is in our tournament at the beginning, at the end of the month. So it's going to be a great battle. I don't know. We might have to get a little Steeler man to give out a trophy there <laughs> or something like that. But don't forget about Alden. You got uh, Coach Alan Turton. Um, he relies on the good travel program. And they got that blue field coming, that blue Astro. Yeah, field. I saw that. Ew. You got that senior uh, Zach Bennett and Luke Golis. His juniors, Cole Kissel and Matt Durendra. Uh, his keeper, Ben Choniak, uh, playing on those blue turf. But they're key at Alden. And, and Coach Turton's told me they have a huge modified and JV program, which is their feeder program, which leads in from their Little League programs. And I found that these best programs here, if they can keep the continuity from a youth program all the way through, um, it just makes your program better. And then these kids sometimes go to the premier level and things like that. But if you look at the amount of kids we could talk about in the next, uh, how many kids have been going off um, into the collegiate levels. Um, it, listen, these coaches, every single one of these guys that responded are working in the trenches, and they're, they're just great guys and give a lot of themselves. Real quick before the break, is Western New York scouted well enough uh, for scholarships to go on to college? Are we getting enough kids going on? I would not say enough. Even locally, um, the Division One schools, I mean, they have a lot of 23, 24-year-old freshmen coming from overseas. But if you look at all three of our big programs and Damon and where my son is going in to Mercyhurst, this is becoming a new hotbed of soccer. Okay, but it good. needs to start, what, what do you say, when a dam breaks, mm -hmm. it starts to trickle first. Right. And then it breaks open. So if you're a kid in the next three or four years and you want – 
to be looked at at a college, Western New York's going to be a great place to look for. Cool. Them. All right, let's take a break, Rich, and when we come back, I'll look at uh, Niagara Frontier League, uh, so maybe some uh, Monsignor Martin, and we'll, uh, we're talking soccer. And don't forget, following us at 11 o'clock Sports Talk Saturday, Nate Geary is coming up next. You're listening to WGR Sports Radio 550. Stay connected to our shows and get in on the conversation. Follow us on Twitter at WGR550. We're back. You're listening to Inside High School Sports. We're talking soccer, getting the update. Updated for the upcoming season. Rich, I'm going to throw you a pitch right now. Let it rip. Okay, we're going to get to the Niagara Frontier League. I want to thank Todd Marquardt, our Section 6 representative for soccer. He got these coaches out there, and they responded the best. Uh, let's start at Luport. Coach Rich Sweeney. Crazy about a 16-3-1 record last year. They lost to Williams of East 4-2 in the sectionals, but he's bringing back Zo- jo- uh, Zo- uh, Joey Zachary. 20 goals last year, 22 assists, large school All-Western New York, and the NFL Player of the Year. So you're going to have to contend with that. But he's also got uh, Jacob Forney, a junior from Empire, Joe Beatty, Roberto Mele, and uh, Robert Woods, a sophomore that they're looking forward to. So Luport is a perennial power. Now if we go up to Lockport, Lockport, they're looking forward to their new turf stadium, 500 seats, press box for soccer. And Jeff Holshot says that the season's going to start tough right away. On the 26th of August, they play Niagara Weedfield. So he's looking for big things from Anthony Hoke and Riley Boyer, who has been a terror on local soccer fields since about, I think he got called up his eighth or ninth grade year. I think he's going to be a junior this year. So Lockport's going to start off with a tough one against uh, Niagara Wheatfield. Now they're the returning NFL champs. Eight starters are coming back. Three first uh, NFL team, three second NFL team. They lost to, again, a powerhouse in NFL, Grand Island. Butchers, (laughs) Frank Butchers, (laughs) Grand Island team. But he's bringing back Jacob Vellis as forward, uh, Ralph Wentz is a midfielder, and they're both four-year starters. So look at all that. Uh, now he's Rich, got quick question. You said the twenty-sixth of August. That's only a week after the practice. Exactly. This I thought year, they couldn't play that soon after. They it used they to be changed the rules. Rule, that they, was that rule change back in July. They had the meetings. But one week, and that's one week. It? So if you got a head start, we've been running a summer camp through uh, community education. But you really can't work on any strategy kind of stuff. No, but Hopefully these get... kids better be doing some running just to get in shape. Not only right, right, exactly. Uh, Niagara Wheatfield, they have Austin Ostakowski, Joe Renicki, uh, Andrew Rambelli, John Ostakowski, <laughs> Ostakowski, uh, Brad Ostakowski. Now, I think Mrs. Ostakowski should get a medal because she's <laughs> she, no she's doubt. got the whole team. And then Joey Timbillo. So Niagara Wheatfield is going to be stacked coming back, so they're a powerhouse. Um, and then Kenmore East, uh, Rolf Friedenberg, Frontier graduate. He's going to be at the uh, alumni game today. They lost a lot of guys going to um, – uh, graduation, uh, including Kyle Hofschneider, who went up to Division One Niagara this year. But they're looking for big things from Anthony Kowalski. He's a feisty defender, second-team All-NFL. Alec Meyer, uh, Ashik Rai, they played really well. But the biggest, the, outside the biggest transfer that was happening over this summer <laughs> was uh, that Ken E somehow got uh, NFL leading scorer Suleiman Giallo from CSAT now, CSAT didn't win many games last year, but he still led the league in scoring. scoring. And I then think Suleiman, Francis Beck had something to do with uh, it. Well, Suleiman comes over to Kenmore East, and his reason, he wanted to play with his friends. 
which is a great reason to play. Sometimes kids leave academy, um, do that. So Kenmore East is going to be back up there again. And uh, for the responders, hey, St. Joe's this year, Monsignor Martin, look forward to huge things uh, from Dominic Marino playing in the midfielder. This kid has developed, had a great year with GPS this year. Um, and then other than that, hey, I wish best uh, wishes uh, to my son down at Mercyhurst. Uh, going down there on Thursday, I'm going to miss him, uh, but it's a new thing. I want to thank uh, the coaches down there, and I want to thank you guys, and hopefully everyone enjoyed the soccer part. I wish we could have gotten to everyone, but uh, just thank you for I, this time. I have to find out if my uh, friend of mine, Vic Sorrento, his son Dominic, uh, uh, had a good, pretty prominent in uh, high school soccer, but I can't recall what school he plays for. Uh, but I remember recall seeing him post about him, so he was another name that I wanted to throw out. And last year I had the opportunity to meet Rich Morano, uh, coaches uh, at Niagara Falls, and they're trying to build uh, soccer up there with the PAL. But and you've brought this up before, and how important it is to have the uh, the feeder programs, the youth programs. But I think you need these house programs. I think they're very important. If we get more communities to get house programs going, not I don't know if the problem money, fields, uh, whatever it is. But I know uh, that besides PLL, we could use a house program in Niagara Falls uh, absolutely. area. Absolutely. We have a great program out in Lakeview where the Lakeview Athletics, Sean Keene runs it. And there's about 900 kids out there. My kids referee on it. I'm part of the board out there. And 900 kids playing a sport. And it literally, any given day during the weekend, it looks like a Norman Rockwell painting out there. But instead of the kids playing baseball, they're playing soccer. And again, I mean, I know it's crazy. I paid for it myself, uh, sometimes to varying degrees of uh, success, but that's modern sports. But if you don't start at the three and four year olds, you don't have to spend a lot of money. Look at the 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 teams and you know the great teams from IPREP, McKinley, Lafayette, all those guys out there, Hutch Tech. These are kids that are playing every day at LaSalle Park, every day at Front Park. Uh, my my in-laws lived at Plymouth and Massachusetts on the west side. The kids are playing in the vacant spots in between the lots. You have That's West Side Soccer Club over at Lafayette High M School. Mateo Escobar. Oh, right now. Hey, guys, if you're out there, Mateo Escobar, street soccer tournament right now. Get out there. Go to Front Park Support. There's going to be a 1,000 guys out there. Mateo, sorry for not giving you a shout-out earlier. West Side Soccer. My son played for that. Only nine city kid playing. What a great learning experience to be a kid from the suburbs and play with the kids from the west side. I used to, when I was living in North Buffalo, I used to like take walks around Delaware Park. And uh, by the basketball courts, there was, uh, you'd see little tiny ones out there playing soccer. You know, even the little nets out there. So you see kids starting at such a young age, and, you know, and that's in the North Buffalo area. And, and today the Premier League starts in, in England. Um, best soccer you're going to see in the world. And I'm sorry, you know, some Italians and Spanish. Yeah, you know, right, Syria might have something the, to say. One of the best leagues in the world. But we can watch it now before lunch every time you wake up. And you think about how many bad Bills games or bad Sabres games we've watched over the last 30 years. Well, let's watch a few good soccer games and you watch them with the kids. They're over in two hours. You're done and they learn a lot. So now you see kids. I went to Washington, D.C. I think last year and we're around the Washington Monument and I saw more Manchester United and Manchester City than Washington Senators jerseys there. And I was really surprised. I never expected that. And so, they have what? D.C. United there? D.C. United. Wayne Rooney's going back to Derby County. He's leaving. But you Ooh. know what? It, it's some. It's something to see, and and it, it's growing in leaps and bounds. And uh, you got great. Well, guys. look at you know uh, around World Cup time and uh, the local. Uh, uh, oh, TV and don't stations. forget. We're don't forget about the ladies too. Okay, I can't give Ava Kozak. She watches these women's team like they're her heroes. 
And it's what I used to do with the Bills and Sabres. And to see my daughter, Ava, to have her phone out and she can tell you every single per, even, even the ones who get a lot of uh, press who don't play all that much, she knows all these players. And they used to be right here in Buffalo. And so not only for the guys, I know I, I focused on the guys here, but ladies, we, you know, and ladies will be joining us at the alumni game today, don't worry. Um, oh, look at success of the Flash, by exactly, the way. Exactly. They come out as an organization and as a travel, excuse me, a premier organization, uh, ECNL, they, they call it now. And it's growing in leaps and bounds where even five years ago, 10 years ago, we didn't have that. So if yeah, it, it really had, you know, ESPN, much more coverage than you ever see. They you now scroll uh, the scores at the bottom of the screen. You'll see some highlights. So it, it the the as worldwide it really uh, the recognition is up there and as I said around World Cup time uh, the bars on Elmwood that Absolutely. they're showing people going crazy ole 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 you know, you know and all that and great even stuff. before Canal Side I remember in 2014 you know we had um, you know the TVs down at Canal Side there so it's just been great so thank you so much Tony Rich thank you for coming and spending some time with us this morning uh, great stuff as always next week we will start our football preview we're going to start off with Monsignor Martin uh, thanks to Derek Kramer for producing we'll talk to you next week with more Inside High School Sports Nerds. today's episode is sponsored by Nerd Wallet Smart Money Podcast get your head in the financial game with smart investing and budgeting tips straight from the nerds Nerd Wallet's experts will set future you up for success with dependable fact based insights no financial misinformation allowed learn how to save on your summer vacation find your next credit card or loan for a big purchase and invest in your next index fund make smarter decisions in 2024 follow Nerd Wallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app